0: All right, Semper Sometimes with Benny and the Bakes, Episode 2. So on this episode, we're kind of just rolling right in from the first episode, to be honest. And uh, we decided that we're just going to talk a little bit about alcoholism um, in the Marine Corps, in the civilian world, um, how we've gotten through it, um, people that we know that have had it, uh, and just talk about how it's affected us and our families and and stuff like that. So um, do you want to start off? Yeah, absolutely. All right.
1: You know, of course, you know, Marines that spent their time in the barracks or even maybe Marines were, in general, were just, like, indoctrinated to drinking. Like, I don't really – I can't name a single Marine I know that, like, doesn't drink. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're out there. I've just personally never met them.
0: Um, the only one I ever met um, was a gunny, and it was at a mess night. I'll tell that story yeah. later on. Well, like I said, I am sure I know they're yeah, out and, there, you and, know. But he was a recovering alcoholic. Right. So so, yeah. Yeah, he has a history. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I really don't think that I've ever had a Marine or you you have those Lance Corporals or PFCs who are like, I'm never gonna drink in the Marine Corps because I'm a Christian. And it's like that was that was me. It's like, bro, give it (laughs) give it six months, man, and you're gonna be smoking and and it sucks, but it's the reality of it. And you're right. I don't think I've ever met somebody who's just like, No, I don't drink.
1: Yeah, my my first day in the fleet, um I checked in uh, it was during a 96 during the 4th of July. My sergeant picked me up, uh, surprisingly gave me the keys to his Land Rover. He's like, Hey dude, there's like nobody in there. He was from Columbia, had a crazy accident. He's like, dude, take my keys. Here's the car. Like do whatever you need to do. Uh, if you need anything, call me. Cause there was like, everybody was out on leave. He was like the only freaking NCO at the shop. Um, helps me check in. I get to my room. I get to knock on my door like three minutes later. Some Lance corporal knocks on my door and he's like, Hey dude, welcome to the fleet. Hands me a six pack. And then I sat there, drank with them. We got to get to know each other. My first day in the fleet, and I, I got shit-faced. That was like 18 or 19. Well, I was 19, actually. And then uh, before you knew it, it ended up being like a small barracks party in my freaking room with Lance Corporals and NCOs. I didn't know. And I was shitting bricks because, you know, being a fucking PFC, and now I'm drinking with Lance Corporals and or senior Lance Corporals and Corporals and shit. And I'm drinking, and I know I shouldn't be drinking, but they're like, dude, don't be a pussy. Just keep drinking, which wasn't the right thing to do, but it was fucking fun.
0: You know what I mean? And well, that's it was like, a good time, and that's like you were asking me before, like if I, you know, because I'm a reservist, um, so I never really had the barracks life mentality. I never, I never lived it. I lived it for about seven months when I before I deployed to Afghanistan. We did, I think it was like six or seven months. For like three months, we did. Um, we were in um, French Creek, and then we went to California. We did CACs. And while we were living in French Creek, I had a roommate um, name was Perez. And um, I was 20 and I had heard so many stories about people getting NJP'd for underage drinking. And I had a guy that while we were at MOS school got NJP'd for underage drinking. So um, I was just like, bro, I'd rather not throw my career away when I know for a fact that I'm going to go home as a civilian, and I'm going to drink with my wife and I'm going to drink with my friends, and the Marine Corps is not going to know about it. Right. So I was like, bro, I just won't do it in uniform. because I didn't want to get caught by PMO or whatever. So the whole first four months of us being in, in French Creek, I didn't drink. I sat in my room and just did anything. The rest of the Marines, the whole entire rest of the platoon, whether they were 18 or not, they would all go out and they would just do whatever. And lo and behold, my roommate ended up getting NJP'd. <laughs> right. And he was a fucking... BFC 19 20 years old got NJP'd and I was like, hey, haha, guess we didn't get NJP'd, bitch. And then, you know, a couple of months later, they I remember I went home, um, and I went home, and the rest a couple of the Marines decided they were going to stay back, um, for Christmas leave because they, they didn't want to burn their leave. And, um, three, three or four of my really good friends went out to this bar off base, um, in Raleigh and one of them was a sergeant, and he sh- he was at the bar, and they were they were at separate parties, but because he was an NCO and witnessed it happen, he ended up getting NJP'd because he didn't stop it from happening. <laughs> and, a, and, and essentially what happened was one of the Lance Corporals got in his car after drinking and thought he was good to drive and drove back on base with him and two other Lance Corporals and they were all drunk, and they all ended up getting NJP'd, and the sergeant got NJP'd because he was there, and he didn't stop it. So it was like, hey, because you didn't stop this from happening, and you saw it happening, we're going to NJP you. And then, you know, long story short, they ended up fighting it, got their rank back, but then some of them ended up doing some stupid shit and still got NJP'd (laughs) again, and it was like, bro, whatever, man. But I, I think really what I'm just talking about is just the simple fact that, like, I didn't drink at all because I was like, I don't want to lose my rank for a drink. Right. And and I had this staff sergeant, never forget him, staff sergeant pay, um, dude, literally, he said one of the most profound things, and it's so simple that it's profound, But and I've kept it with me my whole career, is he said um, a moment – of pleasure can last you a lifetime of pain. And ever since he said that, I've just kind of kept that as a motto, like just to think about it, like, bro, I can go out, have a great night, have a good time. And then one split second decision is the rest of my life that I'm dealing with. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure, you know, but I've known a lot of Marines who've gotten kicked out for drugs. who have gotten kicked out for adultery or kicked out of the Marine Corps for alcoholism. Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about. So you, you said you kind of dealt with alcoholism, or to some extent, while you're in the military or out of the military. Can you kind of just talk about that a little yeah, bit? For sure,
1: dude. Um, yeah, it's it's funny too because like, what do they say? You're not a real marine until you get NJP. would yes, know? no, that's uh, um, I, and I guess I'm not a real marine because yeah. it's been 12 years and I haven't gotten NJP. makes yet, so. two of us, but uh, <laughs> but shit happens, you know. But. Um, and I've heard that too. Like you said, your staffs aren't used to yeah. say that all the time. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard Marines say that too. I feel like I feel like that's like a common yeah. thing. For, oh well, I uh, guess it wasn't say, your thing. Yeah, but uh, no. No, but no, I mean, especially being like a junior Marine in the barracks or even NCOs, like you're in a barracks, you're confined. Like you being a reservist, yeah, you can hang out and you know do your job or whatever, and then go home and get shit faced, and well, there's no one to answer to.
0: Well, and that's the thing, like to just kind of just throw that out there. Um, it's so different in the Marine Corps, active duty. And it is in the reserve. Of course, course, yeah. Because you gotta think about it, bro. Like, well, that's, that's what I was about to get to. It's like you
1: I can't escape it. I'm in the barracks. Yeah, I just you finished can't I it. just got off yeah. work. And you know, tomorrow I
0: know I have to be there, same thing, zero seven. Yeah. And and that's why you have Marines that can go run fucking six miles yeah. that didn't even have sleep at night. Yeah. You know, oh, but, all the time. We do we do hikes
1: or we do uh battalion PT. And like we we used to have this one guy, uh I'm not gonna say his name, but fucking awesome dude. But I would always see him right as we're about to take off, and he's just sitting there, fucked up. He's like, "I didn't sleep at all last night. I drank two bottles of JMO," and I, I know he's not lying because I was right there next to him, drinking a bunch, like a yeah. thirty rack of Coors Light, yeah. and then we go on like a five mile run. Well, and that's and that's like the thing, man. That, that it's so different in the
0: reserve. Excuse me, it's so different in the reserves than it is on active duty because in the reserves, like anybody who lives. And you might not know this, so that's also why this is a great conversation. Anybody who's a reservist and you have a drill, if you live 50 miles or more from the the drill center, you get a hotel. Right. So back in the day, like when I first joined the Marine Corps in 2009, like, bro, there was people, like, they used to get this – it was called the Extended Stay in – Hat in uh in Red Bank and bro, they used to have freaking hotel parties. I remember one time, my this dude, I'm not gonna say his name, but he ordered a hooker, he ordered a hooker to the <laughs> that, extended that state. doesn't surprise me. And now, mind <laughs> you, mind you, there was a first sergeant in the building, gunnery sergeants, officers, yeah, don't, all the and he'd ordered a hooker to his hotel room <laughs> and then did whatever he did with her and then kicked her out the door and didn't pay her. So that night. She was banging on every single hotel room door, like, "Hey, I need my money!" And then, needless oh, to say, what a dumbass. Needless to say, the next day we got kicked out of the hotel, and we could never go back. And now, ten years later, the Marine Corps is this reserve unit can't go to that place because they don't they didn't forget. Still, they they're like, still they're <laughs> like, nope, you are not welcome back, bro." They used to Marines used to freaking throw mattresses off the second deck and then jump out the second deck, like the barracks things you were talking about. They were doing it in the hotel. That's I think that's worse. Civilians. That's collateral damage. And <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, but it's it's different though, because like you know, and I have always said that, you know, because I've I've dealt with active duty, I've dealt with the reserves. It's very different because like we're all in the same hotel. So you'll be at the hotel and you'll see your captain, who's the CEO the CO of the of the unit, and you'll be a Lance Corporal and you go, like, Hey, what's going on, sir? And he might be at the same bar as you and you might have a drink and he's down. What are you going to do? Go to the other bar that's not there. There is no other bar. So you're just having a casual conversation. And then tomorrow morning, it's good morning, sir. It's just a respect thing. of course. You know, as a Lance corporal, I was drinking with my sergeants and staff sergeants. But tomorrow morning, they knew, I knew that I was going to give them the proper greeting of the day. And it wasn't, you know, that just a very different world that we live in. It is. I mean, for you, that could be like a daily thing.
1: But like for me, the only time I've ever had that experience where like we're drinking with staff NCOs and officers, or you know, as a junior NCOs, um, like right now, you're like, bro, what the fuck? Like that's foreign to you, right? Yeah, you're like, wait. but, but, but that's what I'm getting at. So it's like we would do like our battalion. It was our, our my last CO was like pretty inclusive. He tried um, he tried to always get like the unit together. We would do potlucks. We would always do like battalion. You know get togethers or whatever, or even in our platoon, you know, our LT would show up and we like, one day we did a massive barbecue. We went paintballing and like, we're just bullshitting with Guddy and LT. And it was just super chill, super lax. No one's worried about rank or anything like that. But like my first deployment, I remember, uh, it was like the first little port we were in uh, Abu Dhabi and we did a beer on the pier, beer on the pier is we weren't allowed to go out in town and you obviously can't drink on a naval vessel. So they had a box truck show up and just dump like three pallets of beer on this, (laughs) on this, uh, On the shore. And, of course, you know, like Marines are dispersing it out. And I'm not drinking. I'm like, I just turned uh, 19. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to risk my rank. And then uh, I remember uh, uh, this Gunny, Gunny Crespo, who's uh, pretty chill. He came up to me and was like, here, drink these. And he just slams two Heineken's in front of me. I'm like, oh, Gunny, I can't do that. And he's like, no, fuck that. Drink it. He's like, look at everybody else. And, And that was like the first time, like, no one really gave a shit about rank. No one cared about like the rules, and like, we were—I think we were at sea for like 80 days before that. So, and before that, we were in Djibouti, so for like a month. So everybody kind of just unwound, and like no one gave a shit about rank. Everybody got fucked up. There was—I remember some uh, some lieutenant in the navy like got so fucking turned. This guy was really modest and like really chill. But he got so fucked up, he ended up like cursing at people, and then he ended up uh, like shitting himself. And everybody was just roasting him the whole freaking time, you know. And he he definitely overdid it. But that's another thing we're talking about is like alcohol. Like, you have guys that are ex- that experience alcohol for the first time in the military. You know, you know, you have that this one guy who's from like Iowa, who comes from a small town of like eighty people, has nobody, and now he's hanging out with some dudes from Miami who lives a fast life, and they're yeah. hanging out. And then you know, you end up, let's say, you end up in Camp Pendleton, you're going to San Diego, you're going to Temecula, you're going out and going up to LA and you're going to party dude and it's a whole nother lifestyle like my but I had a similar conversation like this with my old platoon sergeant one time and the way he put it was like marines are like almost like rock stars you're getting paid every two weeks you're always drinking you're going to clubs especially if you're like a west coast marine dude you're in LA San Diego Vegas ain't too far you know you have the whole west coast and he's not wrong you know yeah. minus the money and like the status and everything well, but like
0: that's like when I was like, on, nuts. like when I was on recruiting duty. You know, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, I want the college experience," and I'd be like, "Bro, you don't understand that the college experience is a fraction of the Marine Corps experience, right?" Like, like you just said, bro. You most lance corporals, most Marines, their first four years of enlistment, all of their money goes to alcoholism. Yeah. They don't they you know, don't invest really, or they go they or they come off a deployment, they buy that first car Fucking Camaro as, at fourteen percent C yeah. But like that's really what it is. Like you're you're not doing that. And it's like and and the Marine Corps is literally just centralized. Like if you think about it, like I, and I had this conversation like this thought years ago. Well, for people who get out of the military, what do we have? We have VFWs. Where's a VFW located? At a bar. Right. Where's a Marine Corps league located at a bar. At a bar. Where was the Marine Corps founded? At a bar. Exactly. So realistically, you have nowhere to go. And that's w- another reason why we started this podcast. Like, I'm not going to lie. Right now I'm drinking a beer and he's not. But that's because he's, you know, fasting and losing weight and all this shit. But the reality of it is is that there's people out there who, who have, like my, my brother, for instance. My brother has been an alcoholic for years. And now he's been clean, I'm not sure how many years. I really don't talk to him. But he has nowhere to go that's military-centralized because most places are bars. So realistically, if you're somebody who's suffering from alcoholism or somebody who's a recovering alcoholic, you're not going to go sit at the VFW. You're not going to go sit at the Marine Corps League because now what are you going to do? You're surrounded by the thing, the devil, that you just got over. Right. So that's why we created this podcast as a place to – talk about things like that and talk about things that we've had to get over and, and just kind of, you know, things that have helped us grow, but maybe ways that we can help others grow. Absolutely. Well, so
1: um, like you're talking about, if your brother went to a VFW or a Marine League or anything like that, it's um, crazy, I've been to a couple of VFWs. I love the one in, our, in my town. It's pretty It's pretty cool. And there's a couple, there's actually a, a good amount. Oh yeah. By. oh, yeah. And they're all some of the nicest people. You'll run in a guy. There was one guy I ran into who was, uh, who was in Korea um you know and frozen chosen and like i i don't know what he was doing there smoking beer he must have been 80 plus years old but super nice guy a lot of vietnam vets and even younger guys um what's cool is you always i always run into one guy hey man like just in case you drink too much you know i'll call you an uber or whatever they'll make sure i don't even know these people they they live 30 minutes away from me and you know i get a little tipsy and then i'm looking for an uber he's like dude i'll just drive you home where do you live you know and like i don't even know this guy and so the community is pretty tight-knit you know and mainly because I'll sit there and talk to the guy and drink him, uh, drink with him all day and buy him a couple of drinks. But, you know, it's just – it's weird how alcohol can bring us together. But then, of course, you know – Tear us apart. Tear us apart, exactly. You know, I've,
0: or quiet you down. Or yeah,
1: absolutely. Or, or, or it'll kill you. You know, yeah. um, I've, I've heard of Marines drinking too much, and they have to get their stomach pumped, and then they end up dying, uh, which is unfortunate. But, you know, so, someone along the way failed them um, and didn't hold them accountable. Uh, but, like, you were talking about – you know, the Marine Corps experience. Like I remember we were in Seychelles for New Year's, which is like once in a lifetime thing. Seychelles is really cool. And especially for New Year's, um, we we were, everybody was at this one resort and you paid like 40 bucks and you got a whole bottle of champagne and like you had all access to the hotel or whatever. And I remember I'm drinking with uh, a couple of my NCOs and um, our LT comes up and he's like, you guys think you could drink? I was in a frat. And we just laugh at him because like we all, we would drink ev- almost every day or every other day. And through the weekends, like we'd get kegs, we'd get 30 packs, uh, bottles of Jameson whiskey, whatever. And so we're looking at him and we're like, sir, just, just sit down, relax. You don't understand. And he's like, no, no, for real. He's like, go get us a couple bottles. We'll go shot for shot. And he's like, against you three, I'll go grab two other lieutenants. We made it through a bottle and a half of uh Johnny Walker red. And uh, we had to get LT on a bus. And we, we ended up, I think we, we stayed out to like zero one, you know, um, and LT was finished and they, they couldn't hang because all we do is drink. Our our tolerance was ridiculous. But like, I kind of hate that whole like drinking indoctrination in the Marine Corps. But at the same time, I love it because I like who else can say they've had they went shot for shot with a couple of LTs It was pretty on, on New Year's. It was pretty funny. Um, but you know, then I, like I said, you hear about Marines that die or they drink and drive and again, they lose their life or they get NJP'd and then their career's over or it's Mm -hmm. multiple. I've known multiple, multiple Marines that have multiple DUIs and end up getting kicked out for it. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty tragic. And uh, you know, what do people always bitch about in the Marine Corps, you know, being PowerPointed to death, getting annual training, but then people still do the wrong thing. Or,
0: or on top of that, you have people who get NJP'd for for alcoholism or for DUI or whatever, and then they say, the age-old freeze. Oh, hey, man, why'd you get out? Oh, the Marine Corps fucked me. Oh, so the Marine Corps put the bottle to your mouth, gave you the keys to your car, and then let you go on. No, motherfucker, because if you were in the civilian world and you were a fucking CEO of a company and you decided to go get a DUI, yeah, you're, you're not going to say, America fucked me. You're not going to say, Jersey fucked me. No, bitch. You fucked yourself fast. And that's the funniest thing is because so many times you meet people out there who are like, I'm not I, I'm going to throw this guy out there. I'm not going to say his name. There's this guy that I follow on Instagram who got kicked out of the Marine Corps for drugs. And I still follow him on Instagram. But you know what the funniest thing is? All of the time, bro, War if World War III breaks out, I'm going to go fight for this country. No, motherfucker, you can't. You can't! You were kicked out of the Marine Corps. You can't. You threw that away. If you cared about doing that, if you cared about fighting for this country, then why the fuck did you get a DUI? Why did you go do coke the weekend after? You can't. You cannot throw the uniform back on because you were kicked out of
1: the military. But people don't think that far. Like I was just saying about how my first day in the fleet I was getting drunk with a bunch of guys in my unit. They... I knew the consequences. They knew the consequences. And, you know, what's funny, too. I remember, uh like, the next day, I had a bunch of beer cans in my room, and our lieutenant was on duty, and he knocked on my door to introduce himself and find out, you know, if I need anything, whatever. And I was shitting bricks because there's beer in my trash can. And, like, thankfully, he didn't want to come in my room. But, like, that would have been it for me. My second day in the fleet, the alcohol's right there. He's on duty. The Marine on duty has no friends.
0: I'm fucked. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's, he's definitely not going to risk his you Bro, that's career, like you know uh, I mean? we, were, we were about to deploy. We've got 10 minutes left. But um, we were about to deploy. My buddy, my buddy, Bert, um, they all, all my NCOs. Remember, I said I didn't go out with them. At the, well, I did, but I didn't drink. But um, all my NCOs and Lance Corporals, they all went out drinking. And most of them were in, of, of age. And um, the next morning, we were getting our libo brief to go home to, to go home before we went to California for CACs before we deployed. And we all were getting our brief. And we're doing morning formation. And all of a sudden, they're like, where's Bert? Everyone is like, where's Bert? All the people who were with him the night prior are like, where's Bert? And all of a sudden, we're standing We're in French Creek. We're in the middle of, like, surrounding the barracks. And all of a sudden, we look up left. On the second floor in his room is water just submerging out like a fucking waterfall. (laughs) And it's just coming down from the second deck. And they're like, what the fuck? So they run upstairs. They kick open the door. They get the door open. And this dude is a bigger guy, kind of like your like your set. And this dude was just in the standing shower, passed out. <laughs> and the water had never stopped running Wow! So he just flooded the whole room into the room below him. And uh, needless to say, the first sergeant was just really cool about it. He was like, listen, you just lost your privileges to go home. You're not going home. You're staying here, and um, you're going to, you know, whatever the repercussion was. Right. But NJP he could have He didn't NJP him right oh, really? that. He was just like, hey, because he was up He wasn't underage drinking. He was just dumb. And the first sergeant was like, listen, you're just going to stay here. You're going to stay on duty while you're, all your friends go home, and that's your punishment. But that's fair.
1: See, to me, that's good leadership. Because, yeah. like, we've, we've talked about this in the past where – marines burn each other to the ground you know like there's one i'm not gonna lie one time i was driving drunk through the gate and this fucking corporal knew it and uh he's like you've been drinking i i was like yeah absolutely and i was helping one of my ncos go get a car out in town and i definitely shouldn't have been driving i don't know why i even said yes but um he was like you know what man i get it uh and he was super chill about it and he's like just get get back to your barracks safe and get the fuck out of here and i'm like Yes, corporal, <laughs> and just drove home. But like that guy could have burned me to the ground, and it was on me uh, making a really stupid decision to drive to help somebody out, um, and then even getting totally shit faced to begin with. But that motherfucker looked out for me. I didn't even know the guy; he was just some gate guard, you know, oh, yeah. right on Camp Pendleton. But you know, it's uh, it's stuff like that. I like hearing Marines taking care of each other when they get super drunk. Like I had a couple of incidences on the on my last deployment. Got total totally shit faced. Could have probably been an uh, international incident. Screaming at locals and shit like that. My NCOs just dragged me to the fucking burning and told me to shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. uh And I feel like it could have been a lot worse.
0: Yeah. So, like for me, um, I had a. So I've never. I don't want to say I've never been an alcoholic because I think that'd be a lie. Um Well, define define alcoholic. Yeah, that, because, I thing is the problem. You know what I mean? Because everybody Cause like me, like I've always been able to like put it down or just like just stop. But, like, when I got home from Afghanistan, like, I remember, like, you can ask my wife, man. Like, it was bad. Like, I would come home, and I just sat home for a whole entire year, literally one straight year on unemployment. And it was because, well, I wasn't making good money anywhere else. I was making more money on unemployment. So I just decided to literally buy, like, a 6-pack, 12-pack, 18-pack, and then play video games, excuse me, all day long. And then it got to a point where um, I used to get pissed off for no reason. Like, my dog would come up, Bernie, love him to death, one of my favorite dogs I've ever had, um, died of cancer last year. But um, now thinking back, I'm like, wow, I wish I was a better fucking owner to this dude. Right. Um, I would be, like, mad. Like, I would just get drunk, and then he would piss on the floor, Not because of any other reason, but I probably just forgot to fucking let him out or I probably just was a fucking asshole and scared him. And um, I would get drunk and I'd fucking just grab him by his collar and just fucking launch him across the room. And then my wife would be like, Doug, what the fuck are you doing? Or at the time we weren't even married yet, but she'd be like, Doug, you got to relax. You can't do that. And like I would just at the point where like I was drinking every single day, you know, smoking cigarettes every single day. Right. And like you right. put all these toxic, to- more toxic yeah. substances into your life, and and it was a and a lot of it was just because mm-hmm. I went from being around Marines all day long every day to now being by myself. Um, I went from never seeing my girlfriend slash my wife to now she was all I had. Um, and then on top of that, I remember one day um, just getting home from Afghanistan. Never forget it. I was um, laying on my couch. I was drunk as shit. And um, all of a sudden, I heard explosions going off, and I called nine one one. No lie, like I fucking fell to the floor in my apartment. Called nine one one, and I was like, "I hear fuck, I hear explosions going off." Da-da-da. And they were like, "Oh, the army's doing training on Fort Monmouth. and I was like, "You guys don't think that you should just like tell people this because like literally it was going on, but like yeah, like I definitely dealt with it a lot." Um, and you know now it's something that i've been able to realize so i still drink but i drink accordingly yeah moderation, well, i don't, I don't really like right now i've had like three beers today i'm not going to go get drunk and smashed i have a family to take care of um but yeah that's kind of what we're here to do is just talk about stuff like that uh we've got four minutes left um so do you have anything that you want to know yeah
1: man like i was gonna say i can relate uh i got out of the marine corps again being in a unit where we're always in the field We're deploying or doing something, some type of bullshit. We're always drinking. So what do I do? I get out of the Marine Corps and bring that mentality and all those actions with me. And, of course, like I have my Marine Corps community was actually kind of big when I got home because I have a lot of buddies I kept in contact with and that were from neighboring towns or my town. So what do I do? I'm hanging out with Marines whenever I'm not working. When I was working three jobs at the time. I was a slave to the grind. I'd work two or three jobs, get home, drink go to sleep. Like I wouldn't PT or do anything like that. Or at times I wouldn't even do laundry. It just, it was just like this really toxic cycle, which was cool. Cause I was making okay money. I wasn't sweating anything about that. I was always working and staying busy, trying to stay out of trouble, but then I go out and drink or have friends come over and drink. And eventually, um, you know, it started to get bad where like that, some bad episodes I've had in the Marine Corps were, were starting to show up in the civilian world where like I go to a party and I bring a whole bottle of Bacardi. I chug half the bottle then everybody's like, "Yo, here's a beer. Here's a beer." And now I'm drinking like ten beers, and then sangria that my buddy's girlfriend makes, whatever. And then I'm not even two hours into this party, and I'm throwing up, trying to fight people, you know, and like that, that's that's and like I'm not, I couldn't hold my liquor, like I used, to. yeah, you know, and like trying to fight people, like in the Marine Corps, you could squash it, you could brawl out in the barracks, and then like no one has to know about it. But you know, now, if I fight somebody, I'm going to prison
0: for assault. Instagram. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Or what's going on, World Star? Yeah, but um. And and it's funny, like I was saying earlier, where like people complain about being powerpointed to death and animal training and everything like that. But it's not until I was out of the Marine Corps where it really hit me, because there was one night, um, I pre-gamed. We were bar hopping. We ended up in a bar. Um, long story short, I got mouthy with the wrong people. Um, and I pushed some dude out of the doorway. He wouldn't move, so I, I physically moved him. And then uh, him and his three buddies beat the shit out of me, dude. Like, uh, motherfuckers talk pretty tough, and think they're badass but i would love to see you at your drunkest and fight three dudes it it did not go my way but uh and after that night i woke up my pride was pretty beat um but i realized i was like dude something has to change here and like ever since um i can't really say i've ever been anywhere close to that drunk um and I, I try to drink in moderation of course like weddings and stuff like that i probably do get a little too a uh, little too tipsy but like as for just binge drinking and like going to parties and stuff like that that's it's kind of behind me because i I just—I'll be honest—I can't handle it. Yeah, I've—I've
0: I've had to do that, bro. I, bro, I give my wife all the love and respect in the world because i, I don't know how many Marine Corps balls <laughs> she has to put up. She's had to clean up the car. <laughs> like, yeah. bro, I remember like we have one minute left. I'll never forget like the last ball we went to because COVID kind of fucked us. We didn't go to that one, but the last ball we went to, we had brand new <clears> Mazda. Excuse me. We had a brand new Mazda SUV, brand new. Like, I mean, like we just got the shit a week ago. And I just spent the whole night drinking at the ball, just getting fucking shit-faced. <laughs> and we're driving home on the parkway. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, you got to pull over. You got to pull over. And she did not have – she didn't pull over in fast enough time. I go to roll the window down. I puke, but the wind from driving just brought her all back in. And it was on my blues. It was on the like
1: door. A, we've all been, there, <laughs> we've
0: all been there, dude. We've all been there. And needless to say, when I sold the car, I'm pretty sure my – my puke was still in that bitch. But, uh, <laughs> I don't doubt it. But hey, at the end yes. of the day, that's what – we have 30 seconds left. That's the end of the day, that's what this, this podcast is about, us sharing our stories, you sharing your stories. If you've had issues with alcoholism and you want to talk about it or you've been able to, to cope with it in a certain way, whether it's working out, whether it's going to the gym, whatever it is, talk to us so we can help other people who haven't been able to cope with their issues. Um, and that's that's all we got. So we'll see you guys in the next episode.